0: Making episodes of the podcast means that I get to move around a lot. So I always dress for comfort and I'm in sneakers 99% of the time. Now, if there's one thing that can ruin my day, it's walking around in the dirty pair of sneakers, which is why the swipe sneaker cleaner is a lifesaver for me. It literally only takes a few minutes to clean a pair and it's eco friendly so it doesn't ruin the fabric of my shoes. Now, the good people at Shwipe are giving the Lady Hair podcast listeners 10% off their purchases. When they use the code MADE during checkout on the website, that's M-A-D-E and the website is swipe.com. That's S-H-W-Y-P-E dot com. Go get it.
1: And then when people ask, because I think you're we are afraid of uh, what will people see. But when they ask and you answer, you are not dead, you are still alive. So I actually mm-hmm. practice my answers. Oh, when they say, oh, we're still waiting for your BAO, I'll say, ah, well, it didn't work out this time around, though. like, let's see what will happen next time. And you just mm. end it there, because what, there's nothing else you say after that. It didn't work out, yeah. it did not work out. If I'm okay yeah. with it, you guys to be okay with it too. And if you really yeah. want it that much, then please go and do it. You know, like sometimes you <laughs> will get a bit bitter, but it's because, yeah. you know, because you really wanted it to work out.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Made it Here podcast. My name is Kelo, and today I have a good friend of mine and someone I've known, worked with, and built with over the years. Essie is largely behind the scenes, but you probably heard of or won something from a clothing brand called Allen and Fifth. On this episode, we talk about her journey, making and learning from your mistakes, choosing your battles, mental health, legacy, and so much more. I particularly love this episode because at some point, her beautiful daughter makes a cameo during our conversation. So as usual, with no further ado, let's get into it.
1: Growing up was cool. I have, I'm the last child of, you know, lots of siblings. Mm. And um, they always found ways to make it entertaining, playing music, dancing competition, acting plays, you know, which was fun. Like, my, my, my mom is really strict. And my mom was the one who was mostly around because my dad had assignments out of the states and sometimes he was out of the country but um yeah growing up was fun like definitely wasn't like silver spoon type of growing up but i cannot deny that we had things that you know even some of my relatives didn't have so we're so. middle class just trying trying our best to to make the best out of what we have so it was cool i don't have any regrets about growing up i have lots of experiences so lots of things that i did as a child and most of my friends didn't do and i i'm like proud of it like can say oh i remember when we had we planted okra in the backyard and i took it to the market to sell like those are things <laughs> that those are things that people don't really do when they're like what's like 11 yeah. but for me i was proud like ah you know you carry your fresh you you like talk it you carry it and you turn and i remember making my first sale and it was really really cool my mom mm. used to sell salt she had like she was a salt supplier amongst many other things that my mom did and you know Mm. i would be i would go to her store and you know people they would like come to supply salt, um bags of salt and we would like supply we're like wholesalers selling to the retailers i didn't even know all these terms back then but like yeah Mm. and then she had a poultry at some point so Mm. i was in the chicken business like i remember my brother and i going from house to house in the estate, telling people that, oh, we have a poultry and we sell chick- we sell crates of eggs and chickens for the holiday. Mm-hmm. It was so, it was like, it was work back then. <laughs> it was work because it was child labor. But at the same time, it was still cool because yeah. when they say, what did you do over the holidays? I had quite enough to say. And my holidays were never like, oh, I went to the beach, I hung out. It was never none of that, none of that. But it was okay. Yeah. I still liked it right and i'm a homebody anyway so it didn't really it was like this is cool you know you help somebody process chicken that's like you remove the feathers you remove the intestine and you get mm. 29 or oh, was it 29 i can't remember like we got paid for it like if someone buys chicken and says "Well, oh, do you want it processed and they will say oh yes so boil water take the feathers off you know cut the chicken open i know how to do all that because of that <laughs> business so it was cool you know in its own weird way i stopped eating chicken for a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i might you saw it too much you, saw it too, you know like, i saw
0: it too yeah. so much i stopped eating yeah.
1: chicken for a while i stopped eating eggs for a while i, pra- I don't really eat eggs till now like i only eat boiled eggs i don't know that's like a fake non-egg eater but i don't know it was just it was, it was it was interesting it was interesting growing up yeah and i grew up in nigeria lagos
0: so like i assume your mom was the entrepreneur and your dad was uh, like was in corporate world right yeah
1: they were both in the corporate world funny enough um but mm. my mom i forget what year but it was just this year that she was just like ah, oh i'm not doing this anymore and i think even while my mom had her corporate job she always had something on the side there was a time that she used to sell baby clothes like she traveled to malaysia i was not even mm. born then maybe i was a baby then um there was a time that she was into oil she used to sell oil in drums in like was it like Ido market? You know, so she always had something on the side, always. So, she, I guess at at a point, she realized, like, what am I doing this 9 to 5 for? I'm not spending, I don't see my children as much. It's stressful. You probably have a boss that's just annoying, (laughs) you know. Mm. And, like, I can take all this stress and all these efforts and, like, just focus 100% on my own thing. So, I forget the year, but, like, she decided to just stop and just focus on her own hustle 100 percent and that's when she actually went into the poetry full time she started doing poetry stuff full time and then my dad has always been like corporate, you know banking banking guy
0: yeah okay okay nice so um so at what point did you leave uh at what point did you leave nigeria for the u.s
1: i left nigeria after after secondary school i didn't do well in my work <laughs> i didn't do well i didn't do well you know, to my mom's standard, so I had yeah. to retake. I had to retake um, WAEC at another school. And if before I retook the WAEC, I was I wrote I wrote the SATs because my siblings at the time, my older siblings, some of them were abroad. they were, they were born there. So after secondary school, they left. So they were mm-hmm. telling my parents, "Oh, let them let her come down. Like she can write the SATs and she can come down." So I I wrote the SATs. And after writing the SATs, I like I got enrolled in school. I think that's the order. I think after writing the SATs, I got enrolled to do my work again. And then um, it just so happened that I got admission into school in the in the US. And I went for the whole interview process, the embassy interview process and then I left the country. That was
0: like okay.
1: over was it like 15, 16 years ago or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay
0: yeah so uh, so you, you, you go off to the U.S. so we um, go off to study in the U.S. What, what course did you study? I, what, um, like, what unit did you go to?
1: I studied I went to Baruch College. It's one of the schools under the city University of New York, and mm. I studied marketing, um, international marketing actually. so I majored in international marketing, and I minored in um, communications.
0: Okay. Okay. So at what point uh did the idea for Allen and Fifth come to you?
1: Oh uh Allen and Fifth Allen and Fifth came to me. I was actually I, I, I was done with uni. I was done with uni, I was in my first job and um I think independence day was approaching. And you know in New York they have this um independence day parade where yeah, like Nigerians just gather, and it's a big deal. At least when if you are mm. like young at the time or in college or fresh out of college, mm. you have lots of young Nigerians coming from like the tri-state area, or sometimes even further from like Texas or Atlanta or wherever, and they are coming to the Independence Day just to have fun, basically. And yeah. um, I don't know. I think prior to the time, I probably had only gone once. And um maybe I was looking at pictures. I think I was at work and I was looking at pictures because it was approaching and I saw like people wearing like Nigerian inspired t shirts and I don't know. I was just like I can't do that now. Just something random mm. like that because it's something I've I've always been interested in. Not T shirts per se, but the arts. Right? Like I've mm. always I, I in primary school I was I <laughs> I was in one art competition that I did not even take seriously at all. Like, I got pulled in from, like, my art class. I did rubbish. I went there and I did rubbish. I just had the flair for it. not like – I never took it seriously, but I just enjoyed, like, designing stuff. It's not like I'm really, really – I'm not good at it by any means. I just enjoy stuff like that. So, like, you know, when you see graphics on a T-shirt – For me, I was like, ah, I can do that now. Like, ah, why not? You know, and like like my little photo, my little, not Photoshop, my little like um, PowerPoint skills that I thought I had, like putting stuff, you know, on the slide and in my mind designing. I didn't even know much about design at the time. Um, And then that's Mm. how it basically started. And I, I think I spoke to my brother about one of my brothers and he linked me up with a friend of his who at the time wanted to do something like that as well. And then the next thing I know, you know, he, he like formed and he sends an email to like a couple of us saying, okay, this is how we are going to do it. Now in my mind, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not trying to do anything with anybody. I was just, I, you know, I like certainly not. I don't know you people. I'm not trying to do anything And That was not like what made me do it. I was going to just try stuff on my own. You know, I don't know these guys. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make it so serious that it becomes like, you know when something becomes really, really serious and it becomes like a, like a chore. You do it takes the yeah. fun out of it. And I didn't want any. I just really wanted to have fun with it. So that's when it started. And I can't even remember. It's bit like I think I researched like screen printers. Eventually, um, I took my artwork to this screen printer guy who is still a very good friend of mine now. And like he printed my first. For me, I picked it up at that time. It was in like Long Island City at this place called Seven Points. That yeah, if you know, if you know, you know when Seven Points was still Seven Points. And then he printed the stuff, and I showed my sister, my brothers, and my sister is like the major hype woman. Hey, she was like just, I say <laughs> like <laughs> that thing can get in yes, your definitely. head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like she, it can get there because she just knows how to hype someone. And, and then that's how it started. I, I cannot even really remember the details, but, like, that's just, like, how it mm. basically kicked off.
0: So, what, what was that first design that, you know, you got printed?
1: Hey, I... Can you remember? I think it was Asurok.
0: I, I, oh, okay. I think it was
1: Asurok. I think it was Asurok. That was one. And then the other one was mm. the Afro, the lady with the Afro.
0: Mm, I can't even remember these designs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I ever saw them.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. It's no, you would have seen them too. I feel like you would have seen them. This is because I did. This, yeah,
0: probably. Yeah, probably. I did these
1: ones myself, and it was like really, really choppy, choppy skills. Like I just took, I took images from the internet. I put words together on mm. some web. Like I, I think that's when I found like that font or something or even before i found that font i can't remember like i just put stuff together and then i realized that that was not sustainable and i had to start getting like someone to really interpret my ideas because i had really cool. i I, like i had these ideas of really cool art that Mm. i i knew i could not deliver on my own so yeah Mm. yeah that's basically it
0: okay so, like, I, I, at that point, there was, like, a huge learning curve because you probably had to learn about, um, like, screen printing and, like, colour separation and ink and all those yeah.
1: things. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I had to learn about it. But I, I wasn't too hard on myself. Um, I remember I had a 9-to-5, yeah. right? So it's not as if yeah. this was my bread and butter. So that allowed mm. me to give myself some leeway, you know? I, I, was, I just yeah. took my time. Like, I was just learning things as they came. Like, as, as as I was open to them, I was learning. There was no pressure to, oh, quickly, you know. And I trusted my screen print. I got to the point where, like, I trusted him. So when he told me, oh, this is what you should do, or when he recommended stuff to me, I would listen to him. Um, and we got to the relationship where, like, at first, when I, when I first met him and he, he learned that I was Nigerian, the guy was not even, like, trying to play. He was like, pay me up once. I've heard about you. <laughs> you know. And yeah, Whoa. it was kind of, it was crazy. But then we got to the point where he would just print stuff for me, and I wouldn't pay him until, like, I had funds. It it became a really cool relationship, and like I said, we're still connected mm. to the, I just, I just, we just, were just chatting yesterday, two days ago, so and even if I haven't printed anything with him in, like, years now, so, but yeah, yeah. I had to learn, I had yeah. to learn a lot, Um, but I took my time, basically.
0: Hmm. Okay. So like what was the plan then? Like how were you um planning on selling these t-shirts? Like were you did you build um an online store or were you trying to get them into stores or what's the what the overall, the
1: overall plan? plan? I had I had big dreams.
0: I just wanted to make t-shirts and you figure out as as you yeah. go along.
1: Yeah. That was basically how it first started. <laughs> Just make the shirts so and you figure it out. You know, I said Independence Day was coming at the time. Yeah. So I, I was researching how to sell at Independence Day, which I did. I, I did sell at Independence Day. I don't know if I sold that year or the year after. I really can't remember. Um and then eventually um I I started I think I don't even know my website. I got someone to design to build a website for me. I did dude. I've gone through so many stages of this. I know there was one time I did um I did WooCommerce at some point. I did cartel at mm. some point. Uh I did standard mm. like what's that um regular one that people can like code for themselves. Yeah, I did I did a whole bunch of stuff. Um and then I even got sold at a store. There's this really cool store in New York, in ha- in Harlem. I hope they are still there called Baby Noir. Bebe was like, it was owned by this couple and they sold like, they sold stuff made by Africans, but like really, oh, yeah, yeah like really, that. really cool stuff, you know? And, and then I was like, ah, I would mm. like, I would love to be sold at Bebe you know? And I remember when the, the first time I, I walked. <laughs> it's so funny now. The things that sort of, you know, intimidate you. I remember I put my stuff in the bag. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Bibinoa and I'm going to, you know, try to sell Mm. my stuff to them. And it was raining and I probably walked past the store like five times before. Like I was back and forth. (laughs) You know, I don't even know. Like, what are you afraid of? And then I eventually went in. I don't know if I went in that day or I went home and came back another day. I really don't know. But I eventually went in. <laughs> and I spoke to the owner, and they were like, "Oh, this is really dope stuff. Like, oh, good job." Da da da. And then we did like a consignment thing where like we had my stuff available, and I get paid every two weeks as a sale. So that was really nice, and that got me like in. Um, there was like a Time article that Baby Noir was um, featured in, and then they just like put me put me on. And then I I, I only I yeah. think one of my friends said, "Oh, I saw an outfit in the Time." a time magazine article so yeah so i was just really going with the flow though and i'm not gonna lie yeah eh? maybe if this was the only thing i was doing i would have taken it a bit more seriously you know if that Mm. was like my my source of income um i would have been like not that i wasn't taking it a bit not that i wasn't taking it seriously i was taking it seriously as more of a more of a statement Than, than a Mm. source of income. Do you get what I mean? You know, I had Mm -hmm. I had the means to run it. I was making money from it, but there was no pressure to grow. But the pressure that I put on myself for Alan and Fifth was to get to the level where it is known, um, it is relevant. And I know that some might think that that equates Mm. to money, but it it doesn't really, right?
0: No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. But I think, with the benefit of hindsight, um, we I mean, because we're just youthful exuberance or you know naivety or whatever. But back then, we just didn't have the. I don't think we had the targets that we were, we were supposed to have. I don't. Know if that, I don't know if that makes sense. I think our our metrics for success or whatever were mm-hmm. just different. You know, I'm not very no. sustainable.
1: <laughs> not sustainable. Not sustainable. But if I think yeah. that for the time, it did what it it it, it served its purpose. I think it mm. had this purpose for
0: yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah it definitely did so now um uh, when people think of Allen and fifth right the design that comes to mind is the uh the mm. three the the, one with the design with the three guys right so how, how how did you how did you come about that design I know it's a, I know it was a mashup of like you know different influences or whatever but but how did uh, that come to you
1: I can't remember. You remember I can't remember very well I was in LA at the time I was actually in business school at the time. And we're at 2010, 2010 slash 2011. And I was at home as most times when I'm not in school. um, And I was just thinking of what design can I, like, what design can I come up with? I guess sometimes that I really put pressure on myself and I'm thinking, okay, you need to do something big. You need to do something new and fresh. And I just, you know, and maybe I was researching, maybe I was Googling stuff. I can't remember. But I know for a fact that what inspired that design, and I'll say it any day, was for real. It was um, uh-huh. uh, was it bading Is it bathing ape or I can't remember? no, I don't think it was Billonia's boy. Maybe it was bathing ape. There was or maybe, I don't know if, whether it was an album. There was some sort of um figure, kind of like in the in the uh-huh. likeness of those characters, that was for real. Yeah, for real, and I just, I really, yeah. really liked it I just liked it and, I, and I, as I was looking at it I was like, what if we put the different hats over the different main tribes on this guy, and you know we, we make it look like mm. he's way native and we make it ours, and then that was it, and I just sent mm. uh, I, maybe I can find an email, I just sent an email to the graphic, my graphic designer at the time, my graphic guy at the time. And I said, this is what I want. This is what you're going to do. These are the references of the, for the hat. This is what you're going to do for me. And that was it. And then he came back and then that was it. That was it. And I was like, alright, fine. we mm. will go to print. Like, there are some times that you see designs and you don't have to deliberate too much about it. You're just like, you know what? This is it. Yeah. and we will just, you know, we'll run it like that. And then that was it. And then yeah. it was a hit. Like, I think it's still a hit. I think it's still a classic. It's been redone yeah. and remade and I've seen different people. I've seen a lot of people have taken it and, you know, optimized, spin, whatever it is, they, you know. So, if I come back with that one at some point, I'm sure it's still going to say it's a classic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I mean, it is. just um it's just uh, amazing that, you know, it was created, like, I. You only you only took one yeah, take, yeah, right? Yeah, that, yeah, I don't know if that's the right way to say. It. Like, so there wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. back and forth, and I and I think part of the appeal is just the minimalist vibe that it mm-hmm. gives off, um, and like the it's just mm-hmm. very awesome yeah. yeah right. Um, I I remember uh, just thinking about it, and I remember some of the battles we fought together as regards people that were trying yeah. to knock it off. You're not even trying that to do that.
1: it off, <laughs> but in retrospect, though, Man. it's like a waste of time. I would yeah. do, I wouldn't do that yeah, it anymore. Was. I'm it like, was. like, like whatever. Yeah,
0: because I remember you. You were the one that you know. Um, I remember? I remember you say, you know what, that you're not going to go after yeah. that anymore. You know, uh, that we should just let it be. That you know, because you said something. You said, um, because most of those guys are just you know, um, like very you know, little brands. Maybe you guys running from his room or in mm-hmm. school or whatever. And Alan and Fifth was definitely like larger and more visible than these other guys. So like when you go after them and call them out, you kind of like transfer yeah. visibility to them, you know, and make them more relevant than yeah. they really should be. So so that made sense. Yeah. Well I remember those battles. I remember I, I, don't know I if remember, you picking remember yeah, up for yeah. us. <laughs> I, I remember. I
1: remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It was really interesting though, but I think that yeah. now when I think back, it was just a waste of energy because it's, it's kind of like, it's flattering, isn't it? It's like, they think it's cool enough to, to take the idea, then it's cool. And you know what, especially in now, in this yeah. age of content, where content, somebody does one cool content and everybody's make, doing their own version. I think that's where your pride yeah. should come from like you were able to do you're able to set something in motion right and instead of holding yeah. on to holding on to stuff like that so so tightly just let it go and then let more stuff come in it's letting that like that's after that the ballet came that was the other one that did really that did mm. really well and i remember i remember being on yeah. the other side of the of the fence where somebody came after me for stealing their idea I don't know if you know, right? Oh, yeah,
0: remember, I remember. Yeah, also, also, yeah, I was also a part of that so, fight. Yeah. Which
1: was funny because it wasn't the idea. It They, they had, mm, I think I think they had like a name, and then there was really no solid like, okay, show me what I stole, like, show me. It, I think it was because their business name was Dobale. But I don't, or Farabale, I don't know what it was. Yeah. But yeah um oh yeah that that came and went so i think also being on the other side just made me feel like you know what ideas are are not unique to one person right like Mm. more people can have the same idea and can even have similar similar representations of that idea it just boils down to who delivers it faster right and And their stuff was not like. I don't think I my stuff was not like their stuff. In anyways, because they also did shirts, and I really yeah, no, no. liked their stuff. They they did really dope stuff.
0: Yeah, they
1: did more like even I think if anything it was more abstract and really cool. I was I'm yeah. really basic. I'm very basic when it comes to design, yeah. and I'm really minimal. And I like clean. I don't like things that are noisy. I don't have like I'm not. I was never a Ed Hardy fan because it's not my style. Mm. You know, but it's one of those things that you learn on the journey. And then just all this just made me know that, you know, you can't be wasting time fighting who owns what design. It's my design. You stole my design. Just move on, you know, like deep into the reservoir that you have and get something else and keep moving. And don't waste your time trying to claim rights to an idea. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the yes. day, where where are we now? <laughs> where where yeah. are we right now? Probably someone has probably moved on to to be a doctor. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I feel you. So um, yeah. So this last question, uh, this uh, where are we now, kind of like brings me to you know like a different subject. So now, when you think back to um the zenith or not zenith, but like you know the prime of Allen and Fifth, right? And some of the challenges you faced with the Nigerian streetwear space, right? Do you think much has changed today compared to back then?
1: Um, the Nigerian streetwear space has definitely evolved now. You have much more people doing really cool stuff, definitely holding it down, downright. Um, I think when I when Fifth started, we didn't have that many options. People didn't have that many options like Nigerian options. were just a handful of us, right? Who did yeah. what we did. And even that handful were not based in Nigeria where they like were based outside of Nigeria and sort of like, mm. you know, exporting our stuff into the market. Um I tried to print when I relocated here, I tried to print stuff in Nigeria, but I wasn't getting good quality. I think that's, you know, I don't know. I feel like we still don't have access to, like, quality mm. stuff, like quality shirts, quality ink, mm. quality machines that would mm. give us, like, really, really, really cool stuff. And if you're able to even get those, you're probably not doing them in Nigeria. You're probably doing them in the UK or in the US. Um, so you're not able to put, I don't. Well, I don't know. And someone can correct me. The guy who prints in, like... Yaba or Fade, like i don't know that they have like the great quality um uh, machines yeah. ink and t-shirts to print on so even if you are, you are delivering mm. cool stuff or you have a really cool design after two washes does it look that cool still you know like yeah so yeah i think that that's the main challenge i think because if I'm going to sell anything to anyone, I want them to be able to wear that shirt for years to come. you know, I want them to own it and wear it proudly for a while. i still have oh, I still have one of my shirts funny enough. I'm wearing one of the first designs that I did. it's ethical. I still mm. wear it, and this is how many years ago this is like over yeah. over ten years ago, and I know other people that still wear theirs, people who still have yeah.
0: it yeah
1: you know, so I think that that's the main issue with um streetwear in nigeria and there are people doing that really really amazing stuff but i feel like guy like if you are the one if this is your bread and butter and you're able to succeed Mm. in nigeria then kudos to you like if you don't have any other hustle that's supplementing if you don't have any sponsor that's supplementing and like you're able to sustain your apparel business strictly from your profits uh strictly from your 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 revenue able to make profit and live a good life then kudos to you because i don't think it's easy
0: no yeah, definitely not it's definitely not um i think if you ask me compared to the days of like Gideon and Allen and fifth right i, I think um the space now there's been uh I, I think there's been some i don't know compared to like the time that has elapsed i think there's been some kind of regression if you ask me like i feel like the space isn't where, where it, you know, if if it had followed the original trajectory, like, I feel like um, like the space should be more advanced than it currently is, mm. right? But then again, like, it's plagued with all these issues that you just talked about. Like, you can't get quality blank T-shirts conveniently at reasonable prices. You can't get good quality prints done. Um, then there's also the hurdle. I think there's also the hurdle of, like, retail, Right mm. um I was talking with someone about you recently, and I feel like you know we were right on the cusp of that you know of being able to grow brand, grow your brand on social media, right? because mm. I remember we were there when Instagram you know started um, be, you know started <laughs> yeah. you know we just we just migrated, you know we used to be on Twitter originally, then we just moved to Instagram, and then it was easier to just like all you had to do was put out great content. And you you just watch your followers grow, but oh, now with yeah. the whole algorithm and this and that so and that.
1: many things,
0: yeah, so it's sometimes I feel like you a're running in place or like you're even moving backwards so it's it's a whole lot harder now, yeah, compared to back then
1: okay. um and I don't know that yeah. the- pa- I don't know that the passion is there anymore um I think that after a while people just you gotta eat, so
0: yeah, you kind of. Yeah, I think I think we grew up.
1: We grew up, but (laughs) even like I'm I'm even talking about some t shirt platforms that I see. Yeah, they also hustle for like wholesale business from corporates. But that was not our goal. Mm. Do you understand? Like Mm. we're not trying to do wholesale shirts with corporates. We're not trying to do bulk shirts for corporates. You know what I mean? Like that was almost like selling out. Yeah, yeah. We were just trying to do cool shirts, period. And like kind of like be like the like the mm. the what's it called? A lifes of the world and the Bill Niels Boys Club and the Bathing Apes of the World. We're trying to be like them. Mm. Um, not mm. trying to do okay, we're selling shirts, but we are also if you want bulk shirts, we can print for you. We're not trying to do any of that. We're not trying to but and but then it's a part yeah. of the society and the hardships, right? Like and everybody wants to make money. So if selling one one mm. shirt, two two shirts or ten shirts is not getting what you need, then you gotta you have to find other ways, you know, mm. to to make mm. that money. And I think that's yeah. what's sad about it, right? Um and how many people these days really like well I know people spend money on clothes, but like you know now you even have more options. Yeah. You go on Jumia now, for instance, and you you type yeah. your Google t shirt and you can get something from China. So unless it's you are that yeah. kind of person that really wants to wear something that you feel like is speaking to your style or speaking to your your state, mm. you are not you're mm. not gonna really care. You're like, Oh, I just get something from China, it's cheaper, it's okay. Yeah. And then that's 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 that. One of the I printed a shirt in Lagos um two years ago it was like um like a picture I, I, it, yeah it was a picture it Was this redesign i did in lagos actually i think it was Lagos. i did this bougie african but like with um a, an image of um a woman in like the victorian era and mm. i washed, i i watched it and the the print came off i could not sell it mm. i could not sell yeah. it and i'm like it was really heartbreaking <laughs> Not heartbreaking that yeah. well, heartbreaking because yes, money has gone down the drain, but it was more heartbreaking that damn, like you can't really print stuff so basic in, in
0: 2018, yeah,
1: like why? I 20, 20, do you understand that 2018, like are you kidding me, mm. you know? So, yeah. while I'm so, here, yeah, I just, I just free,
0: yeah. So, I, I think, I think it takes uh, one who is just willing mm-hmm. and has the energy and the funds mm-hmm. to just change stereotypes and just change mindsets because i remember when i started giddy mint right um there were so many stereotypes i had to change and fight right Mm -hmm. um because i was selling primarily online and then the then there was no jumia, there was no Mm conga you know buying anything online was was not the norm right so i had to basically educate people and even the few people who had bought anything online in nigeria had probably number one either been like defrauded or whatever like maybe they paid sent money or whatever, and they never got their items or goods, or number two they got the items and maybe they ordered you know what what you what, you know what you paid for wasn't what you got, maybe you ordered something maybe maybe you ordered a spoon and you are getting yeah. like, a pencil or whatever okay. you know or it it comes in another color you know so they had to like dispel all those stereotypes and mindsets. Because then we were, the banner we were carrying was, oh, we were selling or, we were, you know, pushing African made in Nigerian streetwear, right? And so then, like, made in Nigeria had, like, some sort of neg- negative connotation. Like, when people heard made in Nigeria, like, ah, man, it's probably, like, low quality or, you know, or it's badly done or you know, it's just whack. Yeah. You know, so we had to be very specific about what brands we Put on the platform, which is why we talked out to Allen and Faith, um, NS14. You know, like so we had to, we, so I had to say no to a lot of people. And, you know, then I, I had a lot of enemies. A lot of people didn't like. Him, I'm like man, I remember one particular, like I like, but I told him like, dude, like no, we can't sell this. Like we don't like it. It's not great quality. Maybe you could go back and try something else, and you know, bring it back then. We couldn't have it. He like no, but you, you, that he couldn't understand. You guys sell streetwear. This is streetwear. Why can't you sell it? You know, so we had to, we had to, um we had to, like, really, really battle to change all those uh stereotypes. I think, I think we, 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 like, at least, I think we made it dense. But what I'm saying is now, like, someone needs to, like, someone needs to put on that cape and, like, basically champion the course because now it's kind of like, everyone is kind of like operating, like, in their own silos, you know? Yeah. And, I feel like the space would be a whole lot more powerful if everyone kind of, like, came together to a certain level. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because now everyone is just, you know, trying to figure it out on their own, which is like the way things work in Nigeria, yeah. right? You know, the roads are bad. You buy an SUV instead of fixing yeah. the road. So, like, just solve the problem for yourself. And, yeah,
1: but because you know, these problems need funds, too. <laughs> and... It's not cheap to do i think that you know if people could afford to do well well if i could afford to like let me speak for myself i can't speak for everybody um remember there was one time that i was even thinking about doing like a a concept store um you know things like that they don't really last here like the, the other concept store that i thought was really cool you know, I forget the name. They closed down now. Remember, the, it was a coffee shop. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Mm. Uh, it was a coffee. Sh-
0: um, Cafe no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. No. Uh, I can't remember. But concept like concept stores like that.
0: Oh, um, stranger. Yes. Stranger yes, no. yes. Yes.
1: Ah, yes. Okay. You know, like things that are things that are tr- that that are new. New school and trend setting don't don't always get mm. love at first, and yeah you yeah. end up you know it's it's kind of lonely you know
0: because
1: mm. um because the other cool kids are also not making money like that, like the other like mm. um the people that are sort of on your own wavelength are also not making they get it, but they're also not making money
0: yeah,
1: so all of you are just there together. Yeah and not really making money. And then something something's yeah. gotta give at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's like after you yeah, you can't keep running on empty. You kinda have the you have to stop. Mm. And then so as I said, yeah. like there's so many things that I would do. Like once you get your paper right and you've like you're yeah, established, mm. you already have that income coming in, steady stream of whatever, mm. then you can now start to pursue these passion projects and by pers- pursuing these passion projects mm. you actually give them like legs to actually start moving on their own and before yeah. you know it, it start yeah. to grow and i think that if that happens yeah. in this um, day and age things would be quite different right because um people are mm. more um open to buying online people are making mm. more money because they have like varied source of income now like the internet has. Like social media has opened things up for so many people, so they're able to make money. Micro influencers are making money from, you know, business. Like so, people have more, well, to some degree, disposable income. I think not from yeah. local your local um, environment, but also from international too. So I think that if if we were to yeah. if if for some reason there were to be like a giddy means and you know one of our all. all t-shirts brand at this time it would be a different story but i think we kind of started we were like i don't want to say pioneers because i it's like i'm gassing myself but we were new we were fresh Mm. i don't think there was anything like like what we're doing at that time right and so people Mm. bought into it but we we grew up you know the life happened and then just like after a while Things just fizzled off. But I think that if that were to happen today, it would be a different story. There's no, there's always the right place, right time. No matter how smart yeah. or whatever you are, you kinda need to have the right place, right time to to get to that tipping point. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. You need you need the, that element yeah, of luck yeah. on your side at the yeah. end of the day. Um, so like do, do you sometimes um see brands? making some of the mistakes you know you may have made in the past and you're like, nah, dude, you shouldn't be doing that. Does that happen to you? I don't
1: I don't (laughs) I don't
0: care. I remember this evil. (laughs) I
1: I I don't maybe I'm self absorbed. I don't there's so many other things on my mind. I don't even look for mistakes. This guy is making oh, and I'm the kind of person that I also don't listen to people. I need to make my own mistakes. Mm. So I think everybody yeah, I should make you. their own mistakes and learn. But if you if you want to talk, fine. But I'm not even going to be do you boo boo. <laughs> do you do you yeah. and learn? That that's the best way. That's the best teacher. I don't I don't say ah nah 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 I don't do none of that. At all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I me. Mean, I think I learned that the hard way because we well, not had the hard way, but I, le- I had to learn. I had to learn that because yeah, i my like typical disposition is: oh, if I see you doing something and I and I know like deep down that oh, you know what, I, I think I knew a better way that you could do that, or like, maybe I've done that before and it didn't work. I'd probably uh, let you know, okay. right? So um, yeah, so there, I, I met there, so there's someone who uh, kind of like. Um, build something that ideally should have filled the space that Gideon mm. in left right um or maybe he was trying to i don't know but like I, I won't speak for him but that's the way so like this thing he built, ideally should have filled that space but um so i was watching from far and and i realized guy yeah, was making some of the mistakes mm. i made myself right so when i got the chance to meet him somewhere at you know like an event and, and introduce myself We're like oh, okay oh you know that like, he loves what we do blah blah blah, blah. I'm like yeah cool but like there are some things that you're doing that you're not exactly moving correctly like you know and i'm happy to help you out like i'm happy mm-hmm. to talk if you know this is my number is, uh... man the guy never did and like even as we speak he's still like he's gone deeper into that into that into that i don't know like mm-hmm. old or whatever so i just realized i like, you know what like everyone is like you said everyone needs to make their mistake and yeah learn from it. and
1: then and it's a good thing and that's the thing i do not frown upon mistakes at all and i think that that's one thing that it's our niger african mentality kind of does that's not um progressive like we we always um we always frown on mistakes and chastise it oh, you made a mistake it's okay that's how you learn yeah you know yeah. and people are so scared of making yeah. mistakes and even when they make mistakes they are so scared of of admitting that it's a mistake nobody wants to be wrong but nobody is a hundred percent right mm. all the time that is absurd and ridiculous you know so yeah, so that's, make that's your mistakes impossible. and learn from it and grow i've made tons of mistakes but i don't listen to anybody anyway so it's okay Do you understand? <laughs> no like i can I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you most most times one is um advising me i am tuned off the only time i really listen mm. is when i go to you but if you are coming and it's like on so on on if it's unsolicited i'm like dude who asked you yeah. <laughs> like that's just i'll be i'll be respectful about it i'll listen but i've not heard anything that you've said so me being that way I project that on other people and say you know they should do their own unless you come to me to ask me for advice i don't have anything to say and most times i'm probably not even watching what you're doing closely enough to spot any mistakes i'm more concerned about my own mm. problems
0: <laughs> my own issues yeah 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 i feel, I feel you a hundred percent so like there's um i know you tried like you said you made a lot of mistakes i know you tried uh, you know um Different things in the past. I, I don't know if you are open talking about them. I remember you had the. Uh, uh, I, I remember at some point in time you tried to, um, or you not tried to, but you actually uh, started. Uh, you created the coconut water mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I can talk about all yeah. my mistakes so, very
0: well. I'll talk about. It. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So what, what happened? What happened to? Or like what happened to that? Like was it too early or? you Know was it not properly funded or was it like a, a, an issue of um trying to get into well, the market? Was okay, what I cannot talk about the coconut business?
1: water hundred percent because it was not mine fully, it was co owned. So, I'm not gonna okay. Um, I, I don't want to disrespect my partner, so let me just um, but yeah, I yeah, the yeah, coconut I water business was good for us, and I'll say it's still good I, if anything, it's on hold. Um, I wouldn't say that Mm. it's been written off. It's not. Um, at no point was it, um, not profitable for us as business owners. Mm. I had to step away at the time because I was pregnant and I wasn't feeling well. So that that was basically how it fizzled out for me. Yeah. Um, and then coming back with a baby, getting into that again was just not. It was not, for me, it was not my cup of tea anymore because my priorities had changed. Um, but there was nothing wrong um, mm. with that one. I can talk about the other one. I can talk about my beer business. I can talk about that one.
0: Not yes, just please do. Because um,
1: <laughs> when I relocated to Nigeria, that was one of the things that I wanted to do so badly. Like I had, I made, I, I bought like a beer making kit at some point and I made some beer and it was really good. And I was like, why can't I do this? And why can't I do this with my own way? I had like this concept in mind. I sunk a whole lot of money for equipment, shipped equipment. Cried at some customs office because I couldn't clear my. Go- it was just it was not Ridge and all that. So, Sha uh, kept, you know, doing our best to get to get that business out there. I was trying to get my prototype by um, force, you know, bottle was where my challenge was and it's really technical like the reason why i had to stop was because i was having technical problems like i couldn't achieve what i wanted in a bottle and i it, like mm. that just took a lot of effort it took a lot of time it took a lot of money it took a lot of sweat and i still couldn't get my prototype so it got to the point that i had sunk in a whole lot of money in there anyways so it got to a point that i had to like I remember one of my ex colleagues that, you know, when I told her that I was relocating and what I wanted to do, she asked me a question that at the time, you know, you would be like, what kind of question is this one asking me now? Do you understand? Like, what kind mm. of negative question? But because I knew that she did not mean it, she's not, she's not a, a bad person. And she did not mean it. Yeah, it wasn't um, coming from
0: a bad place.
1: It wasn't coming from a bad place. I just knew that, okay, I can't take it personal. But she asked me, if this doesn't work out, will you be willing to let it go? And I don't think I gave her an answer at the time because any typical Nigerian or let me not say Nigerian, any business person that feels like they are sure of themselves would say, would in their minds be like, why wouldn't it work out? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Of course yeah. it will work out. I will make it work. I will do what it takes. <laughs> mm. And we left it there. So when it got to the point where I wasn't getting what the results that I wanted I was broke I just had to remember what she told me. If things don't work out, will you be willing to let it go? And I said, mm. "You know what? I'll let it go. I will let it go." <laughs> so I let it go mm. and I I took a pause. Um for one, I couldn't afford to be doing any of that anymore. <laughs> I just had to stop, mm. like literally. Um mm. And I said, okay, when things are much better. And it's not even just a matter of like when things, are, when things are better in all aspects. So when there are more people doing what I'm trying to do, right? For one. Okay, hold on. My daughter is... What? You're scared. You're scared? Okay. No, Diana and Roma traveled. They're not around. Okay, go and watch Coco Melon. Go, go. Okay, so I had to just just let it go, just take a take a break, um, and give my allow myself not to be mad at myself, and mm. just understand that these things happen, right? Because mm. it's you know failed, in quotes, yeah. it does not mean that you have failed at it, you know, like. Yeah. It's just one of those things and you just got to, you have to pick yourself up and try not to be yeah. too considered in your ability and <laughs> think that you're the, mm-hmm. you're the issue. Mm-hmm. Because these things happen. Like, I took a bold step. That is for 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 a fact. That cannot be denied. It was a huge step that I took and I sunk mm-hmm. in a lot of work.
0: Yeah, so I was going to ask you a question. I was going to say, you know, like, when you listen to people speak about entrepreneurship or maybe successful entrepreneurs talk about entrepreneurship. Like the thing is like one key phrase, Oh, never give up, keep going, whatever happens, keep going. So I always like, there's always this question in my head, like at what point does one draw the line, you know, where, you know, okay, like this is enough. Let me cut my losses and, you know, keep it moving and move on to something else. Or, or is this just like a bump in the road that I just need to get past and just keep going? Like, do you have that dilemma
1: uh, for me it was very clear there was no money again to keep at it so I had to stop you know what I mean mm. I had to stop Um, I, and I think that that is one question that there is no one answer Um, mm. you have to figure it out for yourself like what is enough for you may not be enough for the other person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if I had the resources, I probably would not have stopped. And I might, maybe I'm even grateful for not having the resources because maybe I would have wasted so much more yeah. um, than I needed to, right? So, so I think that, that, that's, that the threshold depends on the individual. But you have to be honest with yourself. And you have to ask yourself the tough questions of, does this really make sense for me to continue right now? Like, put your ego aside. You're talking to yourself. There's nobody mm-hmm. else there. Put your ego aside and just ask yourself, like, is this really what I should be doing? Like, no, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And if, you're, if you, dis- after that conversation with yourself, you decide to keep, keep going, then keep going. And if you decide to stop, then stop. But you have to be honest with yourself and put all um, airs aside. That
0: that's that's uh, that's also like a huge dilemma, uh, phase too. Like I think everyone, a lot of people go through it. I remember like a couple of years back, I tried. I was you know I was working on something. Like before I even started that project, my intuition told me like Caleb, man, don't don't do it. But my ego had already. Taking control, and I just imagine, oh, like, oh, this would be like a nice feather in my heart. This, da 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 you know. And man, us say, like, two, like after the first month, I only like nah. Actually, <laughs> I have even gone down the road, but my ego was in control, was in drives, like I said. So I kept at it. I ran out of money. I raised money, continued, and. Man, after four months, like the plus the initial money I had plus the money I had raised, everything was wiped out. I just had to pull the plug. That plug that I did that my ego wanted me to pull. I had okay. to pull it by force because like I like you said, I sat down myself and I like, nah, this is enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whatever happens, or whatever people think or will say, man, like I'm the one hurting from this thing. Like mm. you know, and, and then you you because I I think a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs that's also Uh, that's also one thing that that drives the voice in their head or whatever, like, that drives that show making, like, the ego. There's this image of an entrepreneur that is being pushed by the media and, you know, Uh, like, books and, you know, all sorts. Um, When someone sees that something isn't working and ideally should put the player, like, nah, this other person, like, this other person I look up to say, keep going, keep going. uh, But you're just digging, you're not digging yourself into a deeper hole or whatever. So, uh I, I, I think, yeah, um you need to sit down with yourself and dig down inside when you know it's time to pull the, plug, pull the plug even if people on the outside don't understand why
1: yeah don't you know, even think about people on the outside you just have to kind of be a little bit selfish because it's also mm. about your state of mind too you know you might just be killing yourself you don't even know you're stressing you are yeah you're panicking there, there are just so many things that are taking that happening to your body it's now become it's not even it's become physiological now you don't even know it's because of this thing that you are Mm. that you don't want to let go of you know so i like when it comes to things like that and then when people ask because i think you're going to afraid of uh, what will people see
0: yeah
1: but when they ask and you answer you are not dead you are still alive so i actually Mm -hmm. practice my answers (laughs) No, like, oh, when they say, oh, we're still waiting for your BAO, I'll say, ah, well, it didn't work out this time around, though. like, let's see what will happen next time. And you just mm. end it there, because what, there's nothing else you say after that. It didn't work out, yeah. it did not work out. If I'm okay yeah. with it, you guys to be okay with it, too. Yeah. And if you really yeah. want it that much, then please, go and do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: like, sometimes you <laughs> will get a bit bitter, but... It's because yeah. you know because you really wanted it to work out you know and then after a while it just becomes you know it's, it's, it's nothing it just becomes okay something that you did and you learned from and like and i think that mm. never be and my sister always told me you know, you've done a lot of stuff you've done quite a lot of stuff in your life and you don't you don't put the stuff that you feel at on your resume because you feel like it's it's bad But you should, because those are experiences that you have garnered. Those are experiences Mm -hmm. that you have that people would like to tap into, you know. So there's nothing wrong. And that's why I said that the, the, the failure, that fear of failure, it's not failure because you did something. There are many people who did not even think to start. So that, you Mm. started and you went on and then you realize that, okay, this isn't working and you stop. There is a lot Mm. of positives in every step that you've taken. Number one, you thought about it. Number two, you started it. Number three, oops, it's not working out. Number four, I think I need to stop. And number five, you stop. Those things take courage and it should not Mm -hmm. be underestimated. And as I'm even saying this to you, I'm also saying this to myself because we all need to be reminded often and again that what we are doing should not be taken for granted. The things that we've done, the lessons that we, we've learned, the mistakes that we've made, the decisions, mm. it should not be taken for granted. It's all made us better, right? So it's something I always tell myself like, even when my, because I'm back to 9 to 5 because baby girl had to make money, but like, even when yeah. it stresses me out, I know that I have the power to lose. And it's not like, it's not for anyone. It's like, sometimes you got to put yourself first and think, okay, where is my head at? Is this what I want to do? Whether it's for your nine to five, whether it's for your your own hostel, you kind of have to take a step back and have this honest conversation
0: before you run down. I agree with you 100%, and I think um, uh, it's, it, this whole dilemma is further made worse by like social media, because social media everyone just kind of like posting snapshots of their lives you know so if one is going to post like a snapshot like or if if i'm going to give you a five a glimpse into my life i'll try i'll make sure i give you the best i don't you know i think it's just human nature right Mm. um so someone on the outside or people on the outside kind of like have grown to assume that you know like if if they're looking at entrepreneurs on or looking at people on social media like it seems like all they do is win like dj Khaled, like all they do is win so like this guy isn't taking any losses so why should i take any loss so yeah. that loss that i took i'm just going to put it tuck it somewhere and act like it never happened right yeah. or you know i'm not just, i'm i'm not going to attempt this thing cuz i might fail at it and if i fail at it that's that's like a stain on my record like look at this guy his his record is yeah. you know Freaky. sparkling clean like yeah. it's all wins no losses you know so and which is one of the reasons why i started this podcast so like people can so we can all just talk about stuff like Wins, losses, highs, lows, everything like the journey, basically, yeah. and you know, not the glitzy, um, you know, uh, image that people have of entrepreneurs or you know, business people. Especially when it comes to, and I think it's, and I think it's a whole lot tougher if you are in the creative space, right, uh, in Nigeria. Like if you're a creative entrepreneur, right, because people don't really get it. Yeah. Right, because I I can't count how many people looked at me with pity when they asked me back in the day, like, oh, okay, so what do you do? Um, I run an e-commerce company. Then, like, no one really understood e-commerce. Like, what's that? You sell stuff, or you sell clothes online? They all look at me like this guy. This guy guy doesn't have any plans for his life. So yeah, so that's 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 um, that's that's my own take on like the whole thing. So, um, just to round up, uh, so like, do you have any? And as till today I get people asking me, oh, um, people reach out to me, where? And they are like, oh, how far, like when I bring you back Giddy Mint? You know, I don't have anywhere else to buy stuff, you know, like you know, like you guys, you guys were you guys were my plug when it came to like, you know, streetwear t shirts in Nigeria, blah 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 blah. And then I'm like, oh, okay, oh thanks. They like Ahmed that you know, like oh do you do you still have any like & Fifth T shirts? Even if they don't know the name of the brand, like oh, do you have any Do you still have the or this or that you know so do you have any plans in the near future not even the near future do you have any plans in the future to like for allen and fifth 2.0
1: i do i do and it's funny i was i was talking to someone else about this today and him asking me the same question are you going to bring it back you know it was a brand you have a following um are you something you 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 built from scratch and it's almost like, it will be a shame if you let that go, you know? And me, I was like, well, like, right now, I'm not ginger, so I don't want to post anything. But mm. to be fair, like, after I had that conversation with him and also just learning about other things, I was like, you know what, like, I wouldn't mind bringing it back because I, I never really wanted to let that go. It's just because of where I'm at right now. And, mm. I, like, I also grew, um, obviously, my... Yeah my my sense of style and the things that i prioritize also grew but i also still like to tinker around with like my photoshop and and stuff um and adobe
0: mm.
1: adobe <laughs> and adobe <laughs> so um i don't know i i probably will um i think if anything the two points all would be more focused on and and fifth the name and less focused on the designs you know you know what i mean mm. so that people know the name and it's not just the design that is driving that that's like the main thing yeah. i want the name to be known um so yeah i think that would be what it is um and i want to do some really really cool stuff that's like that that that's, that's really functional you know function functional chic yeah functional yeah. stuff i want to do really functional stuff like are you that that's yeah let me let me the stuff that's inspiring this thought process is this shirt that I have, and I'm not even going to say where I where I got it from. But this T-shirt, I got it. I think I I got it maybe seven years ago, six years ago, mm-hmm. from a store, popular store, and I paid thirty two dollars for this T-shirt. Okay. It's out of character normally. I don't bludge. But <laughs> but when I do, it's because I really I like I I have to have it. And this shirt, I won't lie to you, it got better with every wash. Guy, mm. it got better with every wash. And I lost it, and I can't find it. And I went back to the, to the website, and it's still there, and it's $34. Right? Not on mm. sale. It's never on sale. It is selling out like hotkey because it is great. You know what I'm saying? That is the kind of mm. stuff that I want you to sell. I want to sell stuff that you lose it, you replace it because it is that good, so like mm. my 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 motivations have changed now, like fine, you know the graphics and all whatnot that's fine that's one part but i want whatever I do iron afraid to be so functional that it's just mm. like it's kind of like a, it becomes a staple it becomes a, a closet staple you you gotta have yeah. it like that's where yeah. i'm that's where my head is at um yeah. And maybe I'll do it sooner than I think. You never know. Mm. Maybe maybe the universe is telling me something. Maybe there's a reason why I had two conversations about Eleanor fifteen one, <laughs> which I haven't yeah. had in quite a while. So you know I never know. I'm open, but I really want it to be
0: mm.
1: it's not gonna be a small combat, it's gonna be something that is in my own definition of equity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I f- like I find what you just uh, said very interesting because what I hear is growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I was also going to touch on, uh, but you already talked about it because the customers you had, right? Yeah. On buying Allen and Fifth, um, they, you know, they are not static. They've also grown, right? Yeah. Um. Right. So if this is just my own my own thoughts, right? So if you uh come back and you're still trying to push, you know, or pick up where you left off, when, when you left off, like, they'll probably have moved on, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I so, I, you know, I find it very exciting and, you know, um, refreshing that, yes, you, so, like, what you just described to me is, like, you've grown, right? Which, um, which I think will probably be, like, equivalent with the same level of growth that, you know, because your customers still have moved, so, like, you've moved, right? And you're not trying to force things and, and go back to where you were so like you are you know doing you which is probably where your customers have evo- also evolved to right Yeah.
1: so but i also it be say that i also yeah that's fine but but then that's also not so sustainable for the brand and i would also want to separate myself from the brand so that it it stands on its own even if i'm not around mm. you know physically yeah. even if, if i'm not around physically um, because that's, I think that is, if your brand is able to outlive you, that is, that is, I think that is success. So, yeah. whatever I do would also be, I hope would start to, um, lay the foundations for that kind of, um, transition where I am not so attached to it and mm. I don't have to be around. I don't have to do anything. Other people are bringing in their own ideas and, and like, for the betterment of the brand means. That's, that's where I want to take it to. So that it's not just people that started with me or who, who've been buying from me, but even the newer mm. kids, right, mm. can mm-hmm. yeah, also, you know, digging it as well. And, like, yeah. also purchasing it. It's like how you have kids these days that buy Champion. How you have kids these days that are... Yeah. You are seeing um, Fubu show up randomly sometimes you know like that's kind of where i want to go like it's like it that those brands started in the what 80s but they are still relevant today that's where allen outfit wants to get to so not just my my day ones and the ride or die but like even the new school new kids like for everyone that that's where i want to go to um but I also want the functional stuff, shall we? Like that that one that one's ever mm-hmm. But I want it to be something that generations can enjoy and buy into
0: yeah. Hey, thank you for taking time out to listen and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can stay on top of new episodes by hitting the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast from. And by also following the podcast on Instagram at Medihare Podcast. My name is Kelo, and you can find me on Instagram at K-E-L-O-O-K-K. That's k e l o o k Until next week, keep pushing.